You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a best-selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity, but as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach. And today we have the visionary author behind the newly best-selling book um, anthology, Injustice. So we are going to have a great conversation with her. So let's bring her on. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Good. So let's get started. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Iris Wright. Um, I am the visionary author um, in, of it, of our book, Injustice. Um, I am an injustice survivor and an advocate for injustice as well um, and a business owner. Awesome. So tell us um, what was the... I know that you say, you know, that you are, you know, someone that had dealt with injustice. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, and what made you bring this um, group of individuals together to share their stories? Um, uh, my story started when I was, it actually started when I was like 17, but I was 18 um, and I was facing over 20 years incarceration for a crime I didn't commit. Um, and it started for me is, um, my, my daughter's father, my children's father, we had broken up and the same week we broken up, they decided to make accusations about me. Um, I picked my daughter up from their possession one day, uh, when I took her, um, to our destination to get her ready for, get her her bath and get ready for bed. She showed me sores in between her legs. So I ended up taking her to um, calling the doctor. I ended up going to get some um, oatmeal bath and calamine lotion, contact the doctor, headed to the doctor the next morning. The doctor told us that it was Empetego, um, but my daughter's dad and his mom wanted it to be something way worse. So they um, took my daughter, um, contact the police, um, social services, um, and somehow burns came about. I'm not sure, you know, how it all transpired between right. um, it getting back to me. But um, again, I'm thinking, okay, I didn't burn her. She showed me these sores and, you know, I took her to the doctor, so I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't okay. Um, mm -hmm. I was arrested. Um, I They gave the family emergency custody of my daughter. Um, I had to go through a whole big old trial. I had three, I think three felonies and two misdemeanors or something of that nature or one misdemeanor. Um, I lost my job. I was in the healthcare at the time then too. So of course, when you get arrested or something like that, they contact right. your job. Um, my job was helping me get everything together so I can go to nursing school. So I lost everything, all of that. Um, and um, I had to fight. I had to learn how to fight. 
Um, and then I found I was pregnant with our oldest son. So I was also carrying him at the time. And um, so whatever, um, and I had to make changes for that as well, because um, where I was living at in the state of Delaware, um, being they already took my daughter for this type of situation, mm -hmm. they were going to take him too once I deliver. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having to move to the state of Maryland to give birth to my son. Um, and I had to give birth to him early because I started hemorrhaging blood. Um, and they thought that I was going to lose him if I held him the full term. Um, so it was a very stressful situation um, here. And then after I given birth to my son, I decided um, I had to go back home in order to get my daughter. I was not going to allow them to win and take my daughter. Um, so I went back to Delaware um, and went to fight for my daughter. Um, you know, and um, again, it was going through this type of injustice. I can't explain um, how it makes you feel um, hopeless or, you know, or helpless, uh, especially, you know, being 18 years old, just starting your life, just learning things because you're still you haven't even hit any, you know, any major cycles yet. So this is right. My, this is my first big thing, you know, and um, I was just. I was angry and young. Um, I knew I had to keep fighting for her. You know, that was one thing I didn't know how I was going to fight or if I had the strength. Um, and then more of less um, disappointing was me and my kid's father, we kind of grew up together. So I actually called his mom, my mom. That's how close we were to his family. His family was my family. Um, so the fact that they did this to me, um, that didn't really sink in until later because even through the progress of me doing this, my brain was still calling her mom. And I had to have someone tell me, like, why are you calling this woman your mother? Mm -hmm. um, so the brain is, um, I tell people all the way, the mind and the brain is like um, mm, fascinating, right? Um, a lot of things happen up there and, you know, everybody thinks differently. Um, so it was important to me, you know, God showed me this book, you know, whatever book injustice, that name I was given that 10 years ago, I kind of seen, you know, the book cover, how I wanted things to look. I didn't know I was going to be writing the book, or publishing it, but you know, I've seen it. Um, and, um, he's also gave me the vision 10 years ago that Oprah was going to call me about this book. Mm. So I don't know if that's going to be true or not, but I have to listen to him. And um, he's been sending people my way for a long time that I guess he's been putting them in my position for me to try to help them. But I just wasn't there yet. Right. Um, so and um, he has people, you know, you know, he always had someone go your way saying, hey, you're not you didn't go through this. So keep it to yourself. And you're kind of like, OK, well, I don't I don't want to deal with it. And my way of dealing with it at the time was putting all this stuff in a box. Hmm. I done cleaned it up. Let's put it in a box. Long as like my kids' um, family, um, we moved away. So they don't come to me. They know they're not allowed around me. They're not allowed in my house. They don't need to talk to me. We kind of had that understanding. I don't even need you to say hi to me. Just keep yeah. it moving. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as that happens, I'm okay. I felt like this is what I'm telling myself. Right. right. And 
But when that messes up in between there, I feel that rage, that anger, mm -hmm. that pain all over again. So I said, okay, I'm not healed through this, am I? Mm -hmm. I still have some work to do. I have to open these, you know, I have to open this up mm -hmm. so I could properly heal. And um, when I think last year, the book launched January, I think, but um, I started writing and I found out how soothing writing was by writing in my first anthology. And I said, okay, I might be getting somewhere with this. I might be able to, I might be able to change the narrative on this thing and actually try to finish whatever my healing process. So um, January 2nd, I went live and I told God, I said, okay, I'm going to talk about it. I went live with my story and I think I had to be in that position to where I don't care what anybody say or think about mm -hmm. me. Uh, because when you're young, you're thinking about what people are going to say. Is it going to hurt my children? You know, who is it going to affect? And God had to um, keep bringing people in my circle telling me that this is your story. You didn't overcome it and go through it because you were supposed to keep it to yourself. You didn't, um, when you were going through these things, no one cared about how you were feeling. Why are you so worried about what everybody else is feeling? <laughs> um, he had to teach me. I had to learn that I am important, that I'm an asset, that I'm, I'm beautiful, um, I'm powerful. Um, I had to get through those phases of starting that process before I could be able to talk about this without being so emotional. Um, and I did it somehow. <laughs> so I went live and everybody just kept coming to me, um, telling me their stories of injustice. And when you go through this thing, you kind of think you by yourself, mm -hmm. you know, so true. Um, you don't realize that other people are actually going through things, if not worse than you are mm -hmm. or what you have. And that's when I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start this movement because it's obvious that I'm not the only person that needs help with healing. It's obviously obvious that I'm not the only person that need to tell their story. Um, and it's obvious that a lot of us are afraid to, we don't even know where the healing process start from us. And we're afraid to use our voice to fight back. And um, so that's what we're doing now. Um, I want to show people how to fight without fighting. We don't have to use our fists. We don't have to curse. We don't have to, de de um, to belittle anyone. Um, we can share our stories. We can tell our truths. We can share our pain. We can share our trials, but we can also show people how we can empower and evolve um, to live. And that's a big deal for someone that has faced injustice because some people, you know, I've um, did a lot of time incarceration. They're angry. Um, they're unable to get a good job. They have to figure out how to pay their way. Their families turn their back on them. They have no one. And um, that makes it hard to move on in society. It makes it hard to be that good person that you're supposed to be in society. So we want people to know that they're not by themselves. We understand. 
and there is a process to begin your healing and to evolve and you can do everything you put your life on uh, your mind to and that you want to do you can still set goals and you can still achieve them um and use your voice as power because your voice is powerful and um i want to you know i'm hoping that i can help someone discover that that's beautiful i love that and thank you so much for you know for your bravery bravery and for your transparency and sharing you know your story so tell us you know i know that you have a business so tell us a little bit about your business um i i have a few of them but um <laughs> um my um business karen hearts telecare um we are a virtual and hybrid home care company um i have a passion for seniors um i enjoy um, being able to help seniors be independent um personalizing their um personalizing their care i want them to be able to live at home i don't i don't i don't believe that we have to be bed bound mm -hmm. i think that if we catch things in time we may not can catch everything, but certain things we can catch it in time to make to bring it back, um, to keep us healthier, to keep us moving, to keep our mobility. Um, so that's my goal with uh, my agency. I kind of reach out to a different set of clients. I reach out to clients that may be already independent and they already live on their own. Um, those are the clients that are kind of forgotten about because we don't really discover them until they're bed bound or they go to the hospital and they have to go to the nursing home um and nine times out of ten that happens because 90 percent of our people they're not taking care of they're not taking their medications and checking their blood sugars and taking care of di diabetes and some of them may be at home may be suffering from a little dementia or something and forgetting to do that they may not be forgetting to do that on their own but because Family maybe not, not be here anymore, so they don't have many people visiting. They're home by themselves trying to maneuver. That's what they're used to. We don't really see them and understand that until it's too late. So those are the people that I reach out to. I want to make it easy for them. Even some, if even if they don't feel comfortable with having a human in their home, that's why we uh, created our virtual um, home care system um and um we we we're in the middle of making some changes with that right now as well uh, i'm about to launch i just partnered with a big company um so we just launched um some major technology um mm -hmm. to our virtual home care to where we have um and we have that now we have virtual companions but we have an electronic virtual companion that we can put into the home and we have all Bluetooth capabilities coming to where we can um, monitor their blood sugars, their weight, their temperatures, their pulse ox, um, their blood pressures and everything um, just from the comfort of their own home. Um, we have programmed any alert that they want to that they need to have. So everything is personalized for our clients. So we can per personalize their medication reminders. They will get um, alert, letting them know that it's time for them to take their medication. If we need to personalize their meals and their snacks or their routine exercises, we're able to do that. 
Um, we have activities going on with them virtually. We have virtual bingo and different things of that nature because we want to make sure that they still keep their social because um, social is very important to your health. Um, you know, that can help them stop them from going into depression and isolation um, by having some social skills. Um, so we, we do so much. Um, we have telehealth clinic. So we do partner with another big company that provides all of our seniors with um, telehealth services. Uh, we partner with a pharmacy. So right now our pharmacy is in 47 states. Uh, we have three more states to go, but all of our um, clients using our pharmacy get their medications already prepackaged and delivered to their door. Um, we have our family, our caregiver uh, family circle where families can actually be involved into their loved one's care, doctor's appointments and everything through our app. They can be right involved virtually. They can be anywhere they want to go. So, um, you know, we partner with transportation companies. So our clients, especially here in Virginia, they don't have transportation. They just let me know when, where they want to go. And I can schedule and I partner with a big company for that. Um, one of the companies that I partner with for that is Lyft. So we do have a partnership mm -hmm. with Lyft. Um, and we have another partnership that specializes in senior mobility. So when I have seniors that have mobility issues, um, that partner companies, all of her drivers are CNAs and are trained on mobility. So um, we do try so really hard. We realize that we don't have to own and recreate wheels but we can take the technology and the tools and the resources that we have, and we can build uh, a great innovative home care company. That's beautiful. You know, and something that just, you know, just dawned on me when you first faced, you know, your situation with injustice, you were in the process of going to a nursing program yeah. and that was halted because of your situation. And then, you know, look at where you are today, you know, you may not be a nurse, you know, but you are in that field. So how does that feel? You know, everything that you've gone through and then where you are today. Um, it feels so real um, because honestly, I didn't think that nursing was anywhere in my near future after what I went through um, or a future at all. Um, so it, it do it, it feels so real, but I do know now, which I talk about in some of my books, uh, my relationship with God did change. Um, and at the beginning it was, I was angry with him. Yeah. Um, and, um, it took me some time to be able to trust him again and to get close to him and to realize that even though I went through, um, these trials that everybody goes through trials, um, but he still was with me some way. He was with me in the courtroom. Um, he was with my daughter when I couldn't be there to protect her. And um, that more uh, more about that is in my book, um, will be in my book, um, Injustice, um, my story. But um, I wasn't able to protect her in a time of need when a mother is supposed to protect her child. And that was taken from me. Um, so it took me some time to really want to, I mean, ugh, want to even have a relationship with God. Right. But he allowed me to go through that. And he, he put me in a position to where I'm owning my own home care company. He said, you didn't need to be a nurse. Um, and he still allowed me to gradually get my education. Um, because I tried so hard to go back to school to get my education. 
and with all the courts and getting the kids back and fighting and everything, I just didn't have the mental mentality to do it. Um, so just not having that mental mentality to do it and to see him saying, Hey, I'm putting you in the position to do something. I don't, we don't care how long it takes. We just know that you're going to do what it takes to get it, to get there. Um, so it's really surreal. And right now, um, I mean, I'm thankful. Even with this book, I just told our authors, I'm dropping off a book to Oprah and Tyler Perry this morning in the mail. And um, <laughs> they started laughing. <laughs> and I said, well, he showed me in my dream. You know, I don't know, but I know a lot of things that I have dreamt or have said I wanted to do. It may take me some time, but it is he had me accomplish it. You know what I'm saying? Like he, Mm -hmm. he led me to that point. Um, so I need to trust him on this. I need to, to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm following what he's telling me to do. Um, and, and and I can't stare away from that. Um, and I always say, you know, that the answer is always going to be no, if you never ask. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very happy about it. And, um, you know, the, you know, one of the biggest things for me is um, not just getting um, that I put this company together with all of my money. I haven't no loans, no nothing. Um, and I've been working really, really hard on growing this company. Um, and, you know, with my agency being only private pay, taking no insurance, it can be difficult um, at times. But he has made it easy for me. He has made it easy for me to connect he has put people in positions um, with me to be able to help me to make it easier for me. Mm-hmm. So it could be a whole lot harder. I am always boots on the ground, but he had placed people of, um, you know, my client's family, some of their children are doctors um, and different things. And they send people directly to me. Um, so he has made things easy for me. So I think that, you know, he knows, I have to trust him. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's putting himself to. Even one of the big companies that I just partnered with, uh, when we first met, talked to him. And then um, you never really get to talk to the owner of the corporation, right? And then they called me and said that the owner of the corporation wants to meet you. Um, So Tuesday, I'm going to meet that owner of the corporation, um, and then I've been fighting with the system um, to bring telehealth into home care and to change some legislation laws. He's been putting me in the corporate office of Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield mm-hmm. to talk and show them how we can change um, change things in healthcare. And one of the things I wanted to get into is in our hospitals. I wanted to change the readmission. So um, they lose billions of dollars every year. I have, we have the technology, we have the partnerships. We can help them change that re-emission rate. Um, so it's so many things and he's just putting people in my, you know, helping me know the, find the right words, have, helping me educate myself, helping me, um, just putting me in those rooms where I need to be. And so sometimes I think I posted this the other day is sometimes we're fighting to get into wrong rooms. Those mm. people we're getting close to, we think that they're going to put us in the rooms that we need to be in. And then we end up finding it's a dead end. 
Mm. And we need to be paying attention so we can be put into right room um, because the rooms that he put us in that we're supposed to be in, we don't need no one to put us there. So, um, you know, what was amazing to me is for me getting to into some of those rooms that I'm in and talking to some of these people, these people that put me in the room with people I did not know that I've met that see my work. Yeah. So that means more to me than me having to go to all these networking meetings, which I enjoy and trying to get close to people who don't want to be close to me. So. Yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. So what is your hope and your desire with the book, you know, and with the stories in the book? And what do you hope people walk away with? Um, I want you to walk. I want people to walk away um, with, you know, some words come to mind, um, community, mm. growth, evolve, healing um, in an open heart. Um, because in injustice, families, friends that we thought that knew us turn their backs on us. Mm. When the system say that we're this criminal and they gave us a number, that family frowned upon us. Yeah. And when you know someone and you know what they are capable of doing, stand with them, stand with them. So through this process, I want people to feel a little bit about what we're going through, but I also want us to see it shift and feel the involvement. And that's kind of what I'm bringing out at our live launch in June. At the beginning stages, I want people to feel the hurt, the pain, the anger, and where it could come from. And as the time move on, I want them to start releasing and feel mm -hmm. the strength, the power, the evolve, um, the the evolve, the growth, um, and I want them to be able to share it, the healing, and to know that they're not by themselves, and hopefully walk out of that room with an open heart. And when they see another person that says, "I'm innocent and I'm going through this," and they're going through, that they can give them a hug, mm. give them a hug, and talk to them. Um, so I used to say all the time at the hospital where I worked at, um, hugs, hugs saves lives. And everybody used to laugh mm -hmm. at me. But hugs can save lives. Yeah. You don't know what that person that you met and bumped into, what that could have done. They could have been on their way to kill themselves. Yeah. And you stepped up and said, hey, how can I help you? And you gave them that hug and gave them another a day of some type of encouragement that they can say, okay, I can do this. So that's what I want to leave. And um, I'm hoping that we get to do this and watch this grow year. Uh, we have uh, Injustice Volume 2 in um, in the process now. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So as we get ready to wrap up, what does fearless living mean to you? And how are you living a fearless life? Well, I'm in... Um, I'm actually, you're my visionary um, in Fearless mm. Living. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, in, in Fearless Living, it means living life without limits. Mm. Be yourself. Don't change for anybody. Learn that you're powerful. Um, and one thing I had to learn was my name is an asset. Mm. It wasn't meant for anyone to tarnish. Um, I wasn't created for people to tell me who I am. I know who I am. Mm 
and you know who you are. So you show people who you are and you be the person that you want to be and you keep going and you don't give up. You continue to fight. Just learn how to fight. We don't always have to cuss. We don't always have to put our fists up to fight, but we use our voices um, and learn how to fight and set the tone and stage. Don't wait for someone to put you in the room. You go get in the room. Um, You figure it out. You do your research. If you want to accomplish something, if you really want to accomplish it, you can. No matter how, how it has to be done. That's what fearless living means to me. I love that. Thank you. And where can, you know, our listeners and our viewers, you know, connect with you, learn more about you and purchase a copy of your book? Um, I'm on social media, every platform, Iris Wright, author Iris Wright. Um, they can purchase our uh, my book from iris-wright.com. Um, we do have the books up on there, ready to sell. Um, and um, again, just connect with me. If you have a story that you want to tell, connect with me. If you just need to, to cry to someone, connect with me. It's okay. You're not by yourself. Um, and um, I'm just hoping that we can continue to grow as a community and as people and bring that love back that we're supposed to have. Beautiful. Any final words as we close out? Uh, no, I think I just said everything, but um, live fiercely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that the conversation with Iris was inspiring and motivating to you. Please make sure that you connect with her, especially if you have a story to share about injustice. Um, Your story, just like hers, can help you move forward and heal. As always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. As your host, I am grateful for you and I invite you to share this podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Let's connect on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page or on Instagram at Marianne Rivera Dannert. You can also visit my website, MarianneRiveraDannert.com and sign up for some freebies as you start to live a fearless life. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.